Welcome to Artificially Intelligence, a podcast about building an AI startup in public. I'm your host, Jacob Anderson, and it's week two of 16. The plan has already changed. Last episode, I talked with my boss, Colin, about my idea for the startup. We're meant to record every two weeks, putting out eight episodes in total, but it's looking like I'll probably put out an episode every week. And that's because I now have a (laughs) co-founder. Someone else has joined the party, and I'm really excited about it. The recording news for this episode was never meant to be a podcast. It's a Zoom recording from the first meeting I had with him. His name's Ryan. It's not the first time that we've met. We've been best buds for years, actually, but it's the first time that we've ever worked together. This is going to be lo-fi, I will warn you. It's really just a recorded Zoom call. He's also in Australia and using a laptop mic, so it's a bit laggy and the audio isn't great, but it's raw and it's real and I'm quite excited to put it out into the world. We're starting up together. In this episode, you'll hear us shape up the partnership, talk about building in public and what to do if working together doesn't work. Try to figure out like what are people actually, what are the applications that people are working on? What is the technology that they're using? What are the findings? And just, you know, try to consume as much research as possible and get an idea of like, what is what can be done what are people already doing um so yeah like like langchain was one big thing like that would have made the very very simple application of ask marcus like way easier um it would have done most of it for you um even basic stuff like i mean it's basically plug and play for for what ask marcus does and there's still a little bit of infrastructure there where like you need to manage what the prompt is you need to manage um, like the chain of responses between the user and the model, and you need to send that back with every request that you make to the API. Um, and there, yeah, there was like a few things, but like it really, it's like I don't know, it's like the plugin sort of framework that they've made for ChatGPT, but just like actual software version. This makes quite a lot of things quite plug and play, and I've been fucking about with vector databases as well, oh, um, which is pretty nice. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, I I've got this I've got this course to kind of go through it, and what uh, so what I ended up making out of it was this um, thing. I, th- I can't remember if I mentioned this year or not, but like, basically, you can you can make it ingest any amount mm-hmm. of content turn that into embedding using OpenAI's embeddings API, which is super low cost, and then store that those embeddings into a vector database. And then that's essentially giving you long-term memory. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, I need to play with it a lot more. I need to break down the like the code examples and stuff that they gave, but it was like, I got it working and it was just like, wow, yeah, this is really CD. The possibilities with this, but I mean, over the edges of it are yeah, and where yeah. it struggles, and and, you, you know what I mean. Needs like, more stuff like that would allow you to apply like your own knowledge and like value that wouldn't be on the internet. So, like, yeah. plugging in, plug in a document yeah. that like it can read from and pull as a resource that aren't publicly available, which yeah. makes the product that you're building so much more like unique. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it. And that's another like key consideration here is like it has to be something that's ten times better than using ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it can't just be Chat GPT. Yeah, like you know, that's they can not do it themselves with like two extra um, somebody can look at your software and then be like, 
here's a YouTube video in five minutes of how to replicate this software in chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, can you take it? Exactly. Take it exactly. So a lot of the value comes from, I think it's going to come from the long-term memory. It's going to come from the processes that we define to do the analysis. It's going to come from, um, so you've got long, you've got vector databases for long-term memory, but then you've got fine tunings on some of the earlier, on some of the, um, on some of the cheaper models or not even cheaper, actually, some of them are just as expensive as 3.5, but like on Babbage and on, I don't know if you've had a look through the models that they offer uh at open api but they've got like they've got four 3.5 those are the two main ones that they use for chat gpt but then they've got other ones which are there's some chat based ones as well which you can go back forth or it can do completion and then you've got like one shot models which is like it will do one task and it's like that's good for i guess like analyzing like a single tweet and saying this is a sentiment for example um but on the on the earlier non gpt 3.5 chat slash completion models you can do fine tunings on them so my my initial sort of understanding of fine tunings on these models was oh cool so we could teach it um like i thought maybe we could like maybe you don't need a vector database maybe that can be like we can teach it everything about a company or about a product but that's not at all what it's for um so my understanding of it now i've got a more clear understanding is that you can use fine tunings to um teach it how to do a specific task in a specific way it's not good for giving it knowledge but it's good for like if you you're it's essentially i think you actually have to open it with like a Jupyter notebook and the whole fucking supervised learning thing yeah but essentially you can get get like a data set teach it on this data set and get it to replicate that type of output which means that for things like qualitative analysis you could create quite a unique approach to it. So that's another, I think, a really important way that 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 we can that we can differentiate. And you know, we can we can have it work in a way that is not the same way that anyone else's works. Um and we can keep tweaking that and working on that. Um the other thing as well is um and I I guess I'll um kind of not really approaching this agenda in a much of a structured way. But um there is a there's a there's a much bigger picture for me in all of this, and I see this as like one sort of one part of a larger um, company. Like a like the way I was think I've been thinking about it is like sort of like a lab almost, um, and just experimenting with the applications for AI with the goal of like maybe in 10 years getting to a place where it's working on consumer AI, like mass market consumer in every home. Um, as stupid as it sounds, like where's the next Microsoft going to be? What's the next Apple going to be? And why can it not be in Scotland? Um, <laughs> so I see this as part of um, the first sort of stepping stone in creating a, a, a monetized product, ideally exiting um, in like a year or two. Um, you, you asked about funding. I see this as something very much that I would want to get funding. There's a lot of passion in it, but um, I also personally would have a ton of money. So that we can move on to yeah, the next. So you're looking to, you're um, looking to get funding and, and then bounce. Is that the is that the plan with that then, or were you looking to not 100 sure. to begin with? I'm not 100 sure. I don't, bigger product. Yeah. 
yeah. If funding is needed, then I'll look for it. But it might be possible to bootstrap it. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, I think the key thing is getting to like, I don't know, like two, three million dollar valuation in 12 to 24 <laughs> months, uh, which is ambitious. But um, and then exiting, you know, and if funding is needed, we look funding. If not, then awesome. Because then you're not giving away any equity. You don't need to share any of that of that exit money. Yeah, okay. That's grand. So then, yeah, it's sort of, for now, rushing as quickly as we can to a demo um, so that if we do look for funding, then we have something to show people uh, at least. And then, obviously, yeah. we've got the, the core idea as well behind it, um, which, yeah, we can talk about the actual like core of what a demo would be later if you want to stick to the, the agenda in order. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figure we can, we can we can come back to what the MVP is either at the end today if we have time and we're willing, or we can just grab another meet to hash that out, or we can try and yep. do it async. But yeah, there's there's probably a lot that we need to cover to make sure that we're you know approaching it in the right way first. Um. Yeah. So I guess that's most of the catch. Oh no, it's not all the catch up. Let's finish the catch up stuff first. Um. So I th- did I tell you about TechScaler? No. It's this Scottish, it's this um, program that they're running at Codebase, which is a ten-week startup, um, almost like bootcamp course type thing. It's funded by the Scottish government, and it's got like one-to-one mentoring, uh, and it's every every week. It's like a four-hour session on a Wednesday. Um, so started that first one last Wednesday, and it was all about um, a lot of it was like introduction, but it started off by of getting you to define the problems, solutions, and all that kind of good stuff. So um, I don't know, maybe I can figure a way to get you, I can definitely get you the recordings from it, and I can send you like the updates on what we're doing and any any, any products yeah. of it, I guess. like So like I've got a Figma, a, a FigJam document open at the moment, which is like a, it's a lean canvas thing. So breaking down into problems, solutions, USPs, and all that kind of stuff. And I've made a wee bit of progress on it, but it's going to be a living document that, you know, if we do this together, we'll both want to contribute to. So yeah, I'll make sure good. I get you that. Yeah, I guess like that's like you know, it's one of the things we're working remote. We need to figure out how do we how do we communicate this stuff. But I think it's just going to be over communicating, making really good use of yeah. Notion and stuff like that. Like I could put in here, I could put like a meeting for every session I do with them. And just put like notes and everything so that you can catch up on it async. Yeah, that sounds good. Um I'll also I'll see if I can find an example that's sort of similar. Um that's done that thing. Just because uh, having that knowledge would be super useful in terms of like the startup and business side of it as well. It's not something I'm strong in. Um like holding my yeah. hands up. Uh, so yeah, that'd be that'd be useful if you could send that over and I'll look for stuff on my end as well that I can actually physically go in and speak to people. Um even sure. if it's just meetups or whatever, like obviously you get tech meetups. I've been trying to find some Brisbane, but it's a bit of a, bit of a dead spot, to be honest, from what I've seen. Um, but I'll see if I can find stuff in terms of even just startups, like business meetups or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can get a place. That sounds good. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna write yeah. that down. In and in terms of <laughs> this is a really nice view. Um, yeah in terms of the asynchronous comms as well i was thinking about it so i'm already kind of doing this anyway um 
was back home working with Carlos and stuff. So like email obviously works um, for non-important stuff. We can use Discord, which is like an advantage over email anyway, a lot easier. But I was thinking as well, like if there's anything that's remotely complicated, it's obviously quite hard to get down a message. Um, so use Notion Docs or whatever to help with that, or literally just send me a, um, a voice note or a video message explaining what it is or talking yeah. through, and I can send okay. one back. And if it's too complicated for us to deal with in like, let's say one like five minute message, uh, in terms of getting the point across, yeah. let's just organize a meeting. Because um, I can I can do most cool. evenings, which would be like anything between, so like from when you wake up, whatever time that is, I don't know when you normally get off that, but like I could do from like six in the morning UK time up to like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, as like as late as I can go. Um, All right, okay. Well, you're getting up actually at half six and starting work at half seven. And then obviously I've got day job from nine to half five or five yes but um yeah yeah okay cool that works yeah that actually works really well because i have yeah i can, I can do early mornings and I, i'm not i've been using it to do sort of like learning time but i could easily use early morning time for me yeah, to, yeah to do it every day um just whenever's like necessary but yeah, and then we can organize. Uh, yeah. I think like at least once a week having a check-in. Like once a week's enough, to be honest. Um, having a check-in like for an hour or whatever to discuss like bigger picture, where things are at. Like, so, yeah. like I don't know how you're wanting to do this in terms of um, like project structure, but I normally work in sprints. Um, which like normally a week at a time. Just so I'll spend my Monday morning or sunday evening normally planning out like what i want to do for the week um coming up just prioritizing the list estimating how long things are going to take um and just getting out and coming up with like a, what this is going to look like at the end of the week and so if we, if we could do that okay. like it only takes half an well, hour um because it's because it's only a week it's pretty small. do you want to i've personally but i like the idea of it do you want to um can I put down an action for you just to like write down some notes of mm -hmm. what that would yeah, like? Yeah, I can walk through the process that I use for, I'll send you over the stuff I use. Um, and in terms of what's on the subject, um, tracking this project as well. I know you're saying they're talking about using lean, right? Um, for uh, potentially, I don't know. I don't know. Lean and Sprints and Kanban and all that stuff, they're all like, they're under the same umbrella. Um, in terms of how like a project flow works, it's just mm -hmm. there's some slight differences. Literally, like um, agile or like Kanban is a form of agile, but then the difference between Kanban and one other style is literally like everything works the same, but the board has less columns in it. Like, is there's the semantics are yeah minor. Um, so <laughs> yeah, if we can get it set up inside some sort of like project tracking for what we want to do. Um, I've tried Notion before. It yeah. doesn't flow very well. It works it's well for notes, but not projects, um, which is how I use it at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I've used Jira, which like, I've just went on to Jira. I used ClickUp before, didn't really like it, went on to Jira, um, which is it's designed for software teams, which I think this falls under pretty well. Okay. Um, but it's also super yeah. easy to pick up and make sense. There's no 
like I've looked at a lot of project planning apps and there's just a lot of fluff that distracts you from what you're actually trying to do. Yeah. Um, and it, it gives you a really nice roadmap yeah. as well. So like you can plan out like how you want the project to look over three months or whatever. Um, okay, quite like. So I think it'd be worthwhile checking that out. You can give it a shot and then mix it up unless you have other suggestions for how you like to work. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so it sounds like you think this is something that you definitely want to work on then. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's all stuff. under my new category of how I decided to do work, which is um, it excites me. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah oh. I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. <laughs> uh, like the, the tech that you want to work on and like, the idea that you've got is really good. Um, again, inside of it, it's not my strong suit. Uh, I'll I'll leave the marketing and stuff to you. I'm more than happy to like help out when I can. But you're the expert there. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm happy. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, then that's that's a good question. Is like what do what do we how do we split the? I think we'll probably both work on everything essentially. But like, I'll um be primarily responsible for branding, marketing, um, certainly. And then you, I think it makes sense to be primarily responsible for mm-hmm. like technical architecture. Um, maybe project management as well, if you're up for that, because yeah. I'm not amazing at project management. Uh, and it sounds like yep. you actually have cool. processes to follow. Um, I'll get, I'll set up a Jira project with like, rough outline of how things look i'll just make up like i'll take a key feature you've got there and i'll make up some stuff just to show you how it would flow um and then i'll ping you either yeah. a notion doc or a video of me just walking through it just so you can get an idea for how it will work sounds good um and i think i mean I think we both need to work on products. I don't think we should um, sort of put that on any particular person. I think we both. I mean, we need to come to yeah, agreement sure. on product. Basically, I think is is what it is. Um, between us, we can we can do. We can do yeah, I think well. so. Um, I think you know you know the target market better than I do, but um, I think that's like. Even in terms of prioritizing work, it's there's a discussion around like how quickly can we do things and like what does the tech allow to like do fast and deliver value as quickly as possible. So yeah, that's a discussion for both of us to come to agreement on. Um, yeah, totally. Cool. Okay, that's cool. Um, I mean, you asked you'd, you'd asked me about like success what does that look like but what does it look like for you it's not me i'm just here i have a great time what uh-huh. do you want from it <laughs> um in six months yeah i had one so i had one a working demo um for sure but a working demo yep. i wanted to be shown to potential customers um i think you mentioned last time you spoke that you already had a list of people that you were sort of eyeing up in terms of people that you could demo this to um yeah 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 that's right and so I, by the end of six months i'd be aiming for for it to be to start making the rounds 
going uh, talking to people yeah. Um, yeah. and hopefully be, be generating a fair bit of interest uh, and start to have a discussion yeah. around funding because I think once you hit the six month mark um, there's a good chance that that's when passion for a project starts to fade and when mm. like reality will probably yeah. kick in in terms of like this is taking a lot of time for both of us um, yeah. and we need something else to sort of push it forward and we yeah which is why I think it's quite important that we aim for a first paying user within 16 weeks 16 weeks first paying user 16 right, weeks okay. yeah like what does building public look like to you I think it's not sharing this is the, the, I think you have to kind of draw a line about like what are you sharing and what you're not sharing <laughs> I think like radical transparency on all of the sort of like learning along the way about starting a business everything we learn about starting a business mm -hmm. everything we learn about like almost like working together as well there's maybe an interesting thing there about like working remotely together and how that works that's yeah. quite a unique sort of angle um and then also everything that we learn about the tech potentially without giving away what our unique implementations are that's a line that I would probably draw. I wouldn't want to yeah, give right. that you away. Protect the like, IP, but like everything around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Glad you're on the same page with that. Yeah. What do we do if it doesn't work? And I think what I meant by that when I wrote it was, what do we do if um, like working remotely and yeah. all that stuff doesn't work? Um, good question. <laughs> I haven't really thought of that. Uh, I think like I don't want to push it down the road and say more cross that but can we come to it? But like I think we have to rather than what do we do if it doesn't work, I think checking in to see if it's working. Because if it doesn't work, I think we we have to agree yeah. and we stop it in terms of like it'll be this is your idea, right? So I think you can carry on with the project. If you need to find somebody else to work with you on the tech side, I'd probably be happy to support. Um, in terms of like knowledge or pointing your direction or whatever, or even if there's like yeah. some code that you need to um, throw together quickly, like that I can do by myself as like a package. Um, that's grand, yeah. I can help you with that. But if I have to step away then because it's not working remotely, then fair enough. Um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I think. Checking in to make sure it is working as well as a good idea. I think you can do that in terms of project goals. Like, are we meeting them? Why aren't we meeting them if we aren't? Um, so, setting those goals early and coming back to check on them often as well. Like, as part of that, as part of that weekly sprint cycle that I do, like, I tend to come back and like I look at the overall project timeline that we've got, and I just I, I make sure that. We're still in sync with that. So I'll have a look ahead. I'll start flagging up like red, amber, green. Um, what looks like it's gonna cause issues, what's definitely causing issues, how big the impact is, kind of like um using like a matrix almost, like if it's close, yeah. if it's like high impact and we've got a serious problem, that sort of thing. Um yeah. So yeah, keeping an eye on it. Uh like I say, I've push comes to shove and it's not working, then I'll have to step back and let you carry on with it, I think. Okay, that's cool. That works. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we can make it work. And that's a wrap for episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Did you enjoy it? Find it interesting or funny? Maybe you're screaming out loud at some glaring mistake that we're making. I'd love to hear all of it, any of it. You can message me on Twitter at ItWasJacob and Ryan at Googler for Hire. If you don't feel like getting in touch, why don't you subscribe on your podcast listening app or leave a review, even better. I don't want to sound desperate here, but all these things really do make a huge difference for a new podcaster. Next week, my boss, Colin, should be back on the show. And we'll be discussing everything I found out about our customers, as well as filling them in on finding a co-founder. If you've got any questions you'd like me to ask him, you know what to do. See ya. <laughs>